0: Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. Dr. Lewis is over there somewhere, I guess. (laughs) Are you there?
1: I'm Dr. Lewis. Sorry, I went down a rabbit trail early.
0: <laughs> I lose him every now and then. Welcome to this week's <laughs> show uh, where we have a special guest with us as well, Casey, who has come here a couple of times and back by popular demand, he drives in to see us from Dallas, Texas, uh, which for you guys that don't know where we are, it's about a uh, two and a half hour drive or so. Um But he is going to educate us today about a different topic because he is very knowledgeable in many areas. And a big one is in the differences in supplements. He actually works with one of our manufacturers for some of our products and can tell you the ins and outs behind them and what makes them work and what makes them different. So this week's show is called The Buyer's Guide to Good Supplements. So he's going to tell you basically what you're getting over the counter Um, what the differences are with the professional brands and maybe some of the processes behind some of the things you're getting over the counter, which is why um, some of it is never the same or the regulations on it are quite different from from a professional brand. So, uh, Dr. Lewis, would you like to add something in before we get started? I think he's back now with us
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes uh you know i i I fight this battle every day and people say but i'm taking this i'm taking this and i say well it's not working and you know i say things in a manner that some people say are blunt well really my heart's clean my delivery may be suspect somewhat but i want to say things in a manner where people actually understand it because it's so quirky if not sometimes rude but uh you know the thing about it is people say about well, I just had a lady that's got super, super high iron and incredibly horrible liver enzymes. And she said, but I'm taking... I don't geritol. Want, I wasn't going to say oh, no. the, no, say the nobody name. Nobody knows
0: what it is. I can't, Casey's so young, he doesn't even know what yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: us old farts uh, know what geritol is for For iron poor blood well her ferritin is like holy jesus sky high and one of the things that extra iron or too much iron can do is hurt the brain hurt the heart and hurt the liver i've seen people die of high iron or hemochromatosis and it is not a pretty death and i told her i said you know you come over here for my advice she says what do you think about geritol and i said oh hell no
0: well, she said she had a neighbor that lived to be ninety something taking
1: geritol. She would have lived to be a hundred and something if she had enough. So, yeah, that's only good if you have iron poor blood, as they said back when I was a child a million years ago. You know, there's a lot of things I have to say, and I'm just going you know hit the highlights and let Casey. Uh, he speaks much more eloquently than me, but he's he always lets me save face. He said, you well, know. Uh, he, he compliments me. But, you know, one of the things, you know, I want to talk about is why you should take supplements. And I've got this note. It says, you know, genetically modified foods have been shown to cause food allergies. Well, how many doesn't have a food allergy? And that's from Journal of Environmental Health News. And I do look a lot of this stuff up uh, and, and read it. And the genetically modified food challenges our intestinal flora. And if you want to know about the importance of that, read the microbiome diet, or you know, there's a lot of others. 10% Human is an incredible book and it's full of good research, not internet opinion. Uh, and we had a conversation the other day with Casey about zinc, and I on Facebook. Not long ago, somebody said zinc, zinc, zinc for immune system, da 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 da. And one guy says, Oh, good God, do your research because zinc will displace copper. Well, in one form, that's absolutely right. But this guy that was being a smart aleck on Facebook didn't understand the zinc and the way Casey, I hope, is going to explain it. And here's one other thing I want to address people say, Well, I lost my taste and my sense of smell, so I must have COVID. And my answer to that is BS which stands for Bacon Sandwich or Belief Systems, Bologna Sandwich, something like that. We've been losing our sense of smell and taste for years, and I've said this before on different podcasts. Too much sugar equals fewer vegetables, equals less zinc equals poor taste, and the poor taste leads to more sugar. It's a vicious cycle. That comes from a really good research article out of Journal of Nutrition. So...
0: Oh, how funny. That's funny you say that, because I'm thinking about someone I know and dearly love, and I never mention any names, but this person started zinc. She she lost her, her sense of taste and smell, and um, she said, but I've been taking your zinc, and it hasn't come back, and I've been on it now for four days. And I'm thinking, well, it'd been great. She'd been on it longer, but four days was great. But she had a, a cinnamon roll for breakfast
1: oh, good, Lord. one
0: morning, and I'm thinking, oh, well, that might be the reason why the zinc's not going in there as fast.
1: That's kind of cool. There's your genetically modified stuff. A cinnamon roll, oh, good God, extra sugar. Uh, one of the things, uh, before I get out of the way and let Casey take over, uh, something I read in a book, and I read a lot of books, but... Uh, The manufacturers, you know, they'll specify the ingredient listed on the label, but they don't specify the therapeutic characteristics of that ingredient. And this goes on to talk about, for instance, chondroitin sulfate. People normally take for their arthritis, but that's also good because the sulfur in the and sulfate if it works good also works on this sulfation pathway of the liver which we talk about methylation but sulfation is really really incredibly important but just because as many times the chondroitin doesn't work because the uh, molecule is too big and it doesn't have the bioavailability and 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 the fda doesn't regulate the bioavailability of dietary supplement ingredients and so Just because it says it on the label doesn't mean anything. For those of you that have an ex-spouse, they told you a lot of things that wasn't, it was on the label, but it wasn't. Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna get way, way off. <laughs> but all people are not what they say they are, and neither are supplements. And Janet's shaking her head, like, but you're gonna remember it because I say it in such a quirky way. So, Casey, I'm gonna let you talk for a while. I've got all kinds of things about, you know, why you should take vitamins, you know, whether it's in diabetes or, you know, all kinds of other forms. And and there's plenty of research to go there. But I want you to take it and tell us what you think.
2: Well, I think before I mean, you, there's a lot to unpack with what you just said, and I think before we kind of dive in, what the actual FDA's role in our industry, because because we we are a regulated industry, despite a lot of claims that we are an unregulated industry. Um, but going back to you mentioned zinc deficiencies, I think that can be broadened in, in general, just to mineral deficiencies, micronutrient defense deficiencies altogether. Uh, we are generally when you look at the standard american diet or the sad diet we are overfed and undernourished You're the highly, right the highly processed uh, way in which our food supply is now produced and distributed it lacks these simple vitamins and minerals that are essential for life and so i think that right there just to plug a lot of different whether it's magnesium or it's uh, you know, on a lesser extent, calcium, zinc, looking at all these different minerals and the prevalence of deficiencies in the population, a good quality multivitamin is a great way to just plug all of these potential nutrient gaps that exist in our diet. If you are adhering to, and, and you know, it doesn't even apply to the standard American diet. It's, it's in an effort to, you might be, you might be eating organic. You might be shopping at the local, uh, you know, Whole Foods type marketplace. Our soil is so overworked in this in this country, and just void of all of the minerals that used to be there.
1: And and the glyphosate uh, helps create that, and feeding it NPK, which actually increases the. Uh, Protein production in a plant. And people say, oh, it's more protein. No, that protein's called gluten. And now there's 4 to 40 times more gluten. I want to dive off on a quick rabbit trail. I was talking to a really nice lady named Dawn. And she says, well, I read on this one website how Cusertin one of the side effects can be hair loss, and she was losing hair. It's like I read and read and read, and I couldn't find anything that talks about Cusertin and hair loss except the place she was reading it was not very good. Two things about quercetin. Reduces insulin resistance, so metabolic syndrome and diabetes is a huge thing. That's from Journal of Biochemistry and Pharmacology. And one other thing about quercetin or quercetin, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, quercetin from Journal of Alternative Medicine Review has been known to be really, really good for asthma and allergies because it is a flavonoid or bioflavonoid it's super high in onions and garlic and we know that is really good for immune systems so just because you read it in one place this particular website is very very anti-supplement and they're very pro-pharmaceutical drugs and we're what we take four times more drugs in any nation on the history of the earth but we're dead last in overall health so what's the deal lack of nutrients okay back to you Casey So
2: yeah, um, more more on the highway.
0: He's taking side roads.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm here to kind of to keep us back on the back on the highway, as I just mentioned. But uh, yeah, I I mean, in general, I think the uh, the saying being over overfed and and undernourished is very applicable in this country, Um, and uh, the need for quality supplementation, like I was mentioning, in the form of a multivitamin, is a great foundational place to start for a lot of a lot of folks just to plug those nutrient gaps that inevitably exist in our diet regardless of the diet, you know, regardless of your efforts to um you know whether you're eating a clean healthy diet, uh there is inevitably nutrient deficiencies that will come from that.
0: Well, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here now.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm a, I'm going to tell you as people have asked me, I'm going to ask those questions of you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So your vitamins are in capsules. Why do you not make them in gummies that taste great, where kids can take them, you know, like you get over the counter? Because many children, that's the only way they can get them down. They only like the
1: gummies. You don't sure. want the high fructose corn syrup that's full of mercury in your gummies? I don't know. Well, well,
2: that, that's, that's, ju- that's just it. There's a lot more that goes into those <laughs> products that you might not necessarily want to be ingesting. Um <laughs> he's so polite. <laughs>
0: well I'm just asking you like a person would ask me that comes in here because that's that's the questions we get.
2: Yeah. And I get you know, kids are tough. Taste is subjective. Um it is difficult to get some of these things down in certain patient populations, but uh, you know, generally with better tasting and more palatable and better texture colors, colors <laughs> comes a lot of different uh, you know, excipients and artificial things that you don't necessarily want to be ingesting that may very well be offsetting the good that you're trying to do by taking such a product.
0: Excipients. I like that. Ooh. What is? Dumb that down for the rest of us, please.
2: So, excipients and fillers. (laughs) These are kind of different detergents. uh, Well, not say detergents, but uh, things that are used in the manufacturing process of dietary supplements. So, some of these are very necessary as flow agents that actually help with proper uh, capsule fill and scoring of nutrients in a in a capsule or a tablet. other parts of these are used to hold, so like when we generally absorb, we generally uh, avoid uh, tablets in general because, like gummies, tablets just require extra things to kind of get everything to stick together. But I mean, they are they're they're a necessary part of of the manufacturing process of dietary supplements and pharmaceuticals. But you can. Avoid some of these things by using you know different you know using a capsule instead of a tablet, for instance, is
0: that right? I, see, I didn't know that because there are some companies that just like tablets and then and then the the your particular company I know are mostly capsules. I never realized or I guess I never thought about um why they don't make them in tablets. I always thought I always thought it costs less to make a tablet. But maybe that's not true. It's actually taking more fillers you to know, put it together. I'm
2: not exactly sure. I mean, fillers are, are relatively cheap. You can buy them in bulk for literally pennies. Um, maybe in the manufacturing process, tablets are faster. They're probably actually cheaper because you're not having to source and purchase capsules. Um ah, interesting. But unless there's a specific indication, like you're trying to delay the release of something, maybe it's a proteolytic enzyme, um, we're not using, we don't see a need for, for tablets.
0: And so, that, so are the capsules themselves what they're making them out of? Do, I mean... Do they come from different places too, or are they all basically the, the same? No, there's
2: there's different there's a, there's actually a lot of technology that goes into some of these capsules. Whether you're looking at like a you know a delayed release or a gastric acid re- resistant capsule, uh, most are developed. Most are you know f- made from plant fibers. There's some that are made from gelatin. So there's a, a lot of different sources that you could potentially source for your capsules.
0: Because that's the other thing people will say is like, we swallow all these pills and they just. It's just expensive urine and they just ball up, never come through.
2: Well I would say that's an argument against against tablets. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Lewis, you can probably speak to this, but I've uh, and I don't and I'm not meaning to bash on any company that's using no, tablets no. because there might be applications, but I've I've actually talked to to doctors uh to chiropractors looking at x-rays of right. the abdomen of patients, and they can actually see tablets uh, you, you stuck know, in different areas. I remember
0: <laughs> Dr. Lewis doing that when he used to do x-rays. People thought they had cancer. They were like little tiny eggs stuck well, in there.
1: I would put it in a way where they would always remember it. I said, look at that. What is that? Is that a tumor? I didn't say it's a tumor. They said, oh, my God, I'm so scared. I said, that's your calcium you're taking that's in your colon about to be excreted. Still
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, still, whole, still right?
1: whole. And and I think the uh, vitamins creates expensive urine, really was debunked pretty effectively about 75 years ago. And I was on a podcast with about 250,000 listeners, and the guy said something about expensive urine. I said, well, I just had a $42 ribeye. Does that make uh, expensive excrement? And it blew his mind. He couldn't speak after that. It's like, your body, the wisdom of God, God, yes, I'll say that knows what it needs. It'll take what it can. And as you heal your gut, which Casey is really good at knowing about leaky gut, as you heal your gut, you get better absorption. So no, you throw it in and you let the wisdom of God take it and run with it. Y'all are overthinking this. Internet's made a nation full of educated idiots. So just your faith will carry you further than your knowledge, so you get your discerning spirit to trust Janet, trust Casey, trust me, or whoever you trust, and go with it.
0: This is so fun. I'm enjoying being the patient. <laughs> More questions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so Dr. Lewis hit on a point. He said that the tablets were coming through whole in someone's colon. So and i and I've heard that before. It's like, well, yeah. we're taking these over-the-counter products and. We feel like we're doing the right thing because we're, we're, you know, we're taking our calcium and all this stuff. But if they're coming through whole, does that mean there's a difference in how things are put together versus a professional vitamin or supplement or like, like what your your manufacturer does? is, I know Dr. Lewis describes it in, in an automotive type way. Uh, right, right. I'm horrible at mechanics. A right-handed, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. no. I think I think you're, you're on you're on you're on to something. I do that uh, for men. <laughs> and, 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 and absolutely, absolutely. I mean, with with tablets come more binders, come more excipients, come more extra things that just are more difficult to to digest, especially when you look at a population. Um, you know, take elderly take elderly patients for example. Hey, who hey, are generally- hey, hey! hey, hey.
1: <laughs> You've gone from preaching to getting personal now, <laughs> but you know the
2: difference. So, low, okay, regardless of age, maybe they have low stomach acid production. A lot of these things are completely that initial phase, that initial gastric phase of digestion is where we start to break these things down, and if your body can't produce adequate stomach acid you're probably not going to be able to break down the tablet and access the micronutrients that are packed within that tablet and your body's just going to pass it whole
1: and that's why we sell so much SBI and SBI spore because that helps with the leaky gut from the improperly digested or partially digested things so start with good digestive enzymes see that's people people
0: start. don't really realize that they don't see they think you're just adding well, they, they come out with their list, and they go, okay, I know Dr. Lewis put me on like six things. Now tell me which one's most important.
1: Which gallon of gas do you put in so you can go from Texas to Montana?
0: But you don't, they don't you, get.
1: You fill the tank.
0: That digestive enzymes have to be in there to help you assimilate the other things that you're taking, right? right. Which is what, what yep. Casey's saying. Yep. You've got to have the good stomach acid. So. In in essence, if you're going to a store just to feel better and you're buying a multivitamin or something like that, if you're not breaking it down, that's all you're doing is making yourself feel better. Then, right? I mean, you're right. really not getting any any it's kind with, of medicinal. It's
2: with, it's with the best intentions that you make the decision <laughs> to take something like that, but but unfortunately, and that's you know that's ultimately kind of where this conversation is going. It's important to note that. So i work I work for a manufacturer who provides. Products exclusively for licensed healthcare practitioners. So it requires a medical license of some type to be able to even work with us.
1: You give me chill bumps when you say <laughs> that. <know>. The <laughs> only way, the only way
2: that we sell a product, and you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're in business. Uh, selling is important. The only way that we sell a product is through the recommendation of a licensed healthcare provider. You know, we're not relying upon social media influencers. <laughs> we don't hire celebrities to endorse our products. We don't do any direct-to-consumer marketing. The only way that we sell a product is when a doctor recommends our products. Dr. Lewis, what do you care about? Getting results. Outcomes. Yes. So outcom- Based on
0: lab values for us.
2: <laughs> right. Yep. Outcomes are the only thing that matters to our consumers, which are doctors. So ultimately outcomes are all that matter to us. Our entire business model, our you know, only the only way that we're successful is if we're successful at driving outcomes in a clinical setting. So from a manufacturer's perspective, everything that we're doing from the sourcing of the raw materials to the nutritional data and the science that we're looking at when we're vetting these raw materials to our manufacturing practices, to the type of testing that we're doing, both pre-manufacturing and post-manufacturing, it's all of the highest pedigree because it has to be doctors are relying upon our products to get positive outcomes in a clinical setting. And you're verifying that both. Yes. Symptomology is obviously important, but you can't necessarily feel elevated CRP. You can't feel low vitamin D levels. You can't feel elevated cholesterol. You have to be able to influence these lab values as well with our products. And that's, that's what we do. That's who we supply. That's who we supply products for. So if you just want to kind of cut through everything, everything, in this and when you're looking at you know the retail channel and the practitioner channel and that's kind of you know that's what we're we are, we, are we're, we work within the practitioner channel the retail channel they care about money right these are large and you look at you look at who's got their fingers in these retail brands and even in the practitioner channel you would be shocked you see companies like Nestle you see companies like Clorox you see companies like Bear, I was they, gonna say they are. Bear. <laughs> they're interested in in their bottom line. They're interested in their shareholder portfolios and keeping their C-suite people happy. So when they're putting products together, they're not necessarily concerned about the same type of things that we're concerned about. They're concerned about how how cheap can I buy this for, and how much can I sell it for, and mm-hmm. and what is my margin. So you know when you mentioned you mentioned minerals. I think that's a great place to start. The easiest way is when you go and you look for a multivitamin, and you're at you're at any of these these retailers, and you're looking at your multivitamin. What do I want to look for in a quality multivitamin that's going to actually provide my body with accessible nutrients? Um, the first thing I always do is I always look at the minerals and the types of minerals that you see. When you look at the calcium, when you look at the magnesium, do you see magnesium oxide? Do you see magnesium? Do you see, do you see Calcium carbonate. Do you see susanates? These are super cheap, inexpensive, heavy mineral salts that are very, very difficult for the body to digest and absorb.
1: And difficult, if not totally impossible. Now, now, see, Casey's very eloquent. People would take calcium carbonate. And I said, well, you might as well go get a piece of limestone rock for West Texas and lick it for all you're absorbing.
2: What's, well, what's, uh, you know, look at Tums. What is Tums? Yeah, calcium, calcium carbonate, and that's or, that's a really interesting point too. So I'm taking calcium carbonate to su- suppress stomach acid when I have indigestion. Right. I need stomach acid to digest and break down my multivitamin. Well, if there's calcium carbonate in there, what's happening?
1: Yeah, you're you're messing with the pH. You're making it more alkaline, and it shouldn't be. It should be acidic. Right.
0: And so, you're, so it goes back to. It, for an average person that's trying to buy something over the counter and they don't know these things, they better find someone they trust
2: to lead them. Right. If work it, work it, with one of your local health care providers, work yeah. with Dr. Lewis. If, if
1: you need Tums, you know, either you need digestive essentials or you need to teach your wife how to cook. Oh, I got. Well, to stink that. That I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> with
2: you a better take
0: Digestive
1: bowl. Essentials. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to stink. Eye. I'm in trouble, folks. <laughs> so, so for
2: going back to minerals, for instance, like we we work exclusively with a lab called Albion. They are the industry leader in chelated mineral technology. They hold dozens and dozens of patents, and they have demonstrated time and time again that their minerals are more absorbable. They have better bioavailability, and they are a lot easier on the digestive tract. Right. And the difference with that is is we're not taking these heavy mineral salts that are difficult for the body to digest and they're passing into the small intestine in big chunks and they hang out and they're poorly absorbed and they don't and they cause a lot of GI upset. Iron is a perfect example of this. What Albion does is they essentially disguise their minerals as an amino acid. Right. So they're looked at the body doesn't view them like they would view a mineral and they're absorbed through different pathways but in doing that you kind of trick the body in in taking in all of this all of these minerals as well so you're actually able to digest and absorb and utilize the minerals that you're swallowing is it a couple pennies more yeah but i mean ultimately the most expensive supplement is the one that doesn't work
1: hey it's the man. one that
2: you can't absorb <laughs> it's the one that you can't it's the one that you can't digest so you might be spending a few extra dollars at the checkout counter but what you're getting is actually going to get you the results that you were looking for.
1: You know, I was reading something the other day and they said, well, the TRACS that stands for the yep. Real Amino Acid Chelate System, Right? Uh, that it was up to 20 times more absorbable. Is that true yeah. in your knowledge?
2: Yep, depending on the mineral that you're the compa- comparing it with so yeah compared to like a calcium carbonate absolutely so
1: if you spend 30 percent more you may be getting 200 percent more absorption absolutely
2: okay. and
0: i'm and i'm gonna be the patient over here again that's kind of try to help break this down a little bit when you're saying this all beyond company this is not your company right you're- this is
2: this is not our company but this is one of the vendors of raw materials that we work with and so that's really important too you know we 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 vet all of our raw material vendors. And many times we're seeking out where most companies, especially in the retail, they're working with raw material brokers that are sourcing a large majority of their raw materials from the same place. And that's largely coming out of, out of China, especially when you consider minerals. Um, We're, we're, we are seeking out the absolute best individual partner for that raw material. That's got a raw material that we can absorb that is bioavailable. And that's been validated. Both efficacious and safe in human clinical studies. Again, okay. it goes back to outcomes.
0: Okay, that that helps because I, I want people to understand that where you're getting these things from are not the same places as where a lot of these cheaply made no, ones absolutely are. Absolutely not. No. And 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 if while you're on that same topic, uh, fish oil. You know, that's a huge one that seems to be something that people take. I I can't tell you the times that we've put them on fish oil based on their lab values needing it on cholesterol. Mm-hmm because i have low good cholesterol and they're like i'm taking fish oil that's what they tell dr lewis i'm taking a great fish oil (laughs) obviously it's not working or we wouldn't have we wouldn't have caught it on lab what makes it different when you're looking for a fish oil where you you know you talk about getting it somewhere is it getting it somewhere different or is it ratios of what you put in it or what makes it different
2: how much time do we have because this is a big, this is a big you know conversation. I'll, I'll let you
0: go for thirty to thirty-five minutes. We this, usually do 30. this. Is,
2: this is a big conversation. So, fish oil, fish oil is one of the most disgusting industries within within our industry, and there's a lot of concerns around rancidity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: People say they belch it.
2: Oh, absolutely, and that's 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 both a byproduct of a couple of different things: rancidity, residual proteins, which are going to go rancid. Um, but then also, there's other factors like how much seafood you actually actually consume. But it really comes down to the quality of of the oil. I always talk about the catch to capsule time frame, which is really important uh, when you consider freshness. Mm-hmm. When so, what do I what do I what I mean by that is from the day that the fish was caught to the day that that fish was actually encapsulated and put in a bottle and hitting the shelves of your retail, your retail store. And keep in mind, this is one. This is one part of this conversation. The industry average is two to three years.
0: Holy cow! Would you I mean ha- that's how long that fish has sat there?
2: That's how long the oil has sat there. <clears> oh, <throat> which I mean, yeah, you're not going to eat a fillet of fish that's two to three years old. Why would <laughs> wow. you swallow a fish oil capsule that is two to three years old? So this oil is. You know, in a lot of in a lot of instances, it's secondary to the food industry. They're catching various fish, tunas, cods, etc. Mm-hmm. They're 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 harvesting the meat, but but obviously yeah. there's value in the oil. They can sell the oil, and so they sell it off to different brokers, and they mm-hmm. they barge it and they ship it all over the world, and it sits in storage containers. Um, it's a really really lengthy process. What's unique about our oil? Is the relationship that we have with our raw material vendor that does everything in house? So this is a uh, this is a lab down on the the Chilean coastline. Mm-hmm. This to begin with is some of the most unindustrialized coastline in the world.
1: Very low, less, low traffic, less polluted, less
2: polluted right? Um, cold, deep waters. Mm-hmm. We're sourcing only small fishes, mm-hmm. sardine and anchovies, these are some of the more sustainable sources. But then also when you look like when you actually look at fatty acid content and then very low initial toxic burden to begin with.
1: And that means less bioaccumulation of toxins also.
2: Right. You're not you know your large pelagic fishes like your uh your your tuna that are swimming around and collecting heavy metals, mercury specifically. Mm-hmm. Um this isn't the case with these types of fish, but this lab actually owns the boats that catches the fish. And so everything happens really, really fast. They're catching the fish. They're harvesting the oil. It goes through the molecular, molecular distillation process, which is basically just cleaning the oil, removing mm-hmm. everything that you don't want in the oil, just leaving, your, leaving with pure, uh, pure omega-3s. And then encapsulating and sending it out to our doctor. So it's a really, really quick process that's more on the conservative side, three to six months versus that two to three years. And then we are doing, we're very, we make a a very conscientious effort to make sure that we are consistently doing small batches rather than, I want to talk about a batch, like when we actually produce a, uh, you know, a, a batch of fish oil, bottle and sell it. It's all happening. It's it's a, We're continually running small batches rather than doing one giant batch that we then sell from for 18 months, 24 months. So what you're getting is really high quality. It's the, the highest quality oil on the market. It's extremely fresh, and you can taste it. You can taste how fresh it is. Something I always challenge my doctors to is is the bite challenge, you know. Take your take your Costco fish oil. Take whatever. I don't mean to bash anybody in particular, but take any oil that you might be taking right now and bite into it and see how gross that oil tastes. You know, do it with ours.
1: Let Let me chime in on that. You know, let's dumb it down for a minute. I have tried your fish oil, which we sell, and gotten some from the big box store and put it on a hook. The catfish in my pond (laughs) would bite yours four or five times more readily than they do the rancid stuff. Now, if a catfish is smart enough to know the difference. <laughs> okay. Enough said.
0: Well, wow. I, I didn't even know <laughs> I'm going
2: to incorporate that into my, my pitch.
1: Oh, it's true. <laughs> if you'll come out to the lake we live on now, we have catfish that average about three... Well, the skinny ones are two. We have three- and four-pounders and occasional five-pounder, and they come up by the dozens. Mm-hmm. We can sit out there on my dock with uh, adult beverage and prove it. Sounds great. <laughs> That's the kind of study I'll Bring your, study bring your kids. In.
2: Bring yeah. your kids. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I did not know that. I knew the only th- – what I did know is that the company that we use is reputable, so I trust what they do because on lab it makes a difference. And I can tell you with their fish oil, it does move – the good cholesterol, so you know it works. So something's different about that versus the over-the-counter. I did not know the boating story and all that. That was really cool. Every time he comes here, it's like we learn so much and there's, more. There's
2: of course other factors too. I mean, when you t- when you look at like what you're actually going after. When you're purchasing a fish oil, it's the EPA and DHA content. A lot of companies will market their fish oil like, hey, a 1,000 milligrams of omega-3s, and then you turn the bottle over and look at the supplement facts box, and you see it has 150, maybe 200 milligrams of EPA and DHA. So you want to make sure that the product that you're getting is providing a therapeutic amount of those types of omega-3s.
0: Very good. That is very good. Jeez, um, this this went really fast. I think we may have to have a part 2 of our supplement facts yeah, book. We've got a lot to
2: talk about. Yeah. We've
1: we've had a lot of feedback about Casey and it's all been positive. We really appreciate hearing from you and we we've, we've heard several people that liked it when I brought Pastor Rusty on to say the same thing I say but he say, says it in a much nicer manner. So we like having these guests and we hope that it's uh, informed you and encouraged you because a person's full of words and not deeds. Is, we, not productive at all
0: well and what i would appreciate from our audience you know we'll plan on having him back here and um Mm -hmm. you guys write us questions about things that you've thought of that maybe we don't think of anymore because we are on the other side of this that you would like him to answer about some of the nutritional things you're purchasing uh, what makes it different why Uh, we just know that the company itself is highly reputable and and on lab which is what we look for because we test these things if they don't work we don't sell them um and for everything they've given us it's been over the top so um casey thank you for coming on again of course i'd love to come
2: back for part two
0: Good, good. Okay, we'll plan on that. That's excellent. I just, I love being the devil's advocate. It's so much fun. Uh, Dr. Lewis, you want to leave us with any closing words?
2: Yeah, when
1: she plays the devil's advocate to Casey, it kind of cuts me some slack. You know, we're living in a time where it's very tumultuous, and most of that is just because the media makes it that way. I I would tell people to kind of detox from the media somewhat, and you have to remember that it's all going to be fine. We have the ability to be health healthy and joy-filled, and one of my favorite sayings, you've heard it before, is nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists, therein lies the peace of God.
0: And if you're looking for health and you don't know what we're talking about, go to our website at (laughs) greenwisdomhealth.com. Explains it all right there. We do low-cost lab work, so we take the guesswork out of what you need for your nutrition because you deserve to have a life worth living even during these difficult times or especially during these difficult times. We hope you have a blessed week. We'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.